just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live, and you know what? We live in a day and an age where there's not a lot of wisdom out there. The truth is debated hotly, contested, mislabeled, uh, distorted, twisted, but beyond truth, where's the wisdom? And that is that is paramount, and, and, and we don't talk about that much. You know, if you are a parent... I think you kind of get it because you 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 know you teach your kids when they're young, uh, a grandparent maybe I'm a grandparent now. I just saw my grandson this morning, and you know he's learning to walk, and you just as a parent or grandparent you you want the best for your children and grandchildren, and, and the best in this life is what God offers us, and so we're gonna we're gonna have I think a really constructive conversation today my guest is andy mcquitty if you happen to watch the life today broadcast show you saw him on monday uh and he's a longtime friend of the ministry i I enjoy my conversations with him quite a bit uh and here's an interesting thing about him He's, he's he's written a lot of books a lot of really really good books um but his latest book was not a book that was written for you at least not at the time it was written for his children uh, he's got five kids, and this is there on the cover right there. The book is called Your Best Life Later, and he's not talking about heaven. He's, he, uh, he's talking about how to, how to build. What are those foundational truths, and what's the wisdom beyond the truth that that'll enables you to, to have a rich and meaningful life? And for years, I'll let him tell more of the details, but for years he was writing these journals for his children. And, and there's really no—there's nothing— more personal and important to a loving father than than his children and so this is a very personal project uh but we're gonna get into some of the some of the wisdom that that he wanted to impart to his children and wherever you're at whether you're a grandparent maybe you're just a a, a sunday school teacher maybe you you know there's neighborhood kids maybe you haven't had children and if you haven't had children yet and you're planning on it it's a great time to think about this little idea right here so appreciate you guys being here judy great to have you today i hope you're feeling well um chat is open if you're watching us live andy welcome to life today live great to have you man randy it's great to be back my friend i always enjoy talking with you so before we get into some of the details of the book you know i touched on the fact that these were journals but explain to people exactly yeah what this is because this is this is unique this is not typical this is not a guy sitting down going I want to write a book because I think it'll be good and it'll be published. This is not that at all. It's kind of different. Yeah, it actually kind of uh, happened to the reverse of that. Uh, when my I, I have five children, Randy, as you know, and uh, when the oldest one, Julie, was just a little tyke, I think she was about four or five years old, um, I had it burning in my heart for her words of wisdom for her little life as she launched out into this big wide world that I desperately wanted to communicate to her, but I couldn't because she wasn't old enough to understand. (laughs) So I just decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to write this down. I'm going to write it down in a journal for her. And I'm going to say all the words to her that I want to say to her now, but she can only understand later. 
that's where the title of the book comes from, Your Best Life Later. Mm. Um, because uh, I had this burning in me. And I, I think the burning kind of came from my reading of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 7 to 9 uh, says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are a garland to your, to your head and a chain to adorn your neck. And I would read that proverb, and I would think to myself, now God is telling my children to listen to the instruction of their father, that's me. And I'm asking myself the question, where, wh what instruction? Hmm. Where's that coming from? You know, my children are supposed to listen to my instruction to have wisdom around their neck um, and, and a garland to adorn them. Uh, but I, I, wh when am I teaching them? When am I instructing them? And that's why I got the idea. I got to write, I got to write this down. So I started with Julie keeping a journal, uh, not a daily journal, just every so often I would, I would write to her um, in a little spiral school notebook with a big ballpoint pen. And, uh, and, and then I'm writing to Julie for a couple of years and then Elizabeth is born. And uh, I, so I started a journal for Elizabeth right when she was an infant and um you know, I, I kind of felt guilted into it. It's like, you know, I started this project for Julie, not right. thinking that it would be any big deal. I mean, it's just, I, I didn't realize I was going to have five kids. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, I, I couldn't really start one for Julie and then, and then not do one for Elizabeth. And then when Bonnie was born, not do one for Bonnie. And then when Jonathan was born, not do one for Jonathan. And then when Jeffrey was born, not do one for Jeffrey. So... <laughs> When I started Julie's journal, uh, and to the very last word that I wrote in Jeff's journal, who's my youngest son, it was almost exactly 25 years, Randy. Wow. So, it you know, sometimes people ask, how long did it take you to write that book? Uh, I love answering the question about this one. It took me 25 years to write this book. And, and it's like you said, at, it's like you said at the open. I never intended it to be published. Mm -hmm. uh, this was something that um, came up again. Uh, I, you know, I recently, a few, just a couple of years ago, retired as senior pastor at IBC, been here for 32 years. And they threw me a big banquet, celebration banquet, retirement, and so forth. And my assistant, Don O'Reilly, she flew all my children in. They're all grown now, married, in their careers. She flew them all in to be the speakers at this banquet. She, she said, bring those journals that your dad wrote to you and read some from them to the crowd. And they did, and it was a hit. I had grief from my friends for about two months after this. You've got to publish those journals because it was so meaningful for people to hear the heart of a, of a, of a Christian father for his children. And they, they wanted to emulate it. They wanted to do the same thing. So that's why this project is in print. That's what it is. It is word for word, the exact uh, words that I wrote to my children over 25 years. And we've organized it. We've, we've put it in chapters and organized it into sure. daily devos with, with titles and so forth. But yeah. the actual text of those original journals is here. 
and we have digitized it. We've taken the handwriting, my chicken scratching, and turned it into <laughs> nice, nice print that everybody can read. So, <laughs> so um, one one note, by the way, uh, the context of that proverb, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I'm pretty certain the context is is in the context of of, of a godly home, and yes. in order for uh, a parent or grandparent to be able to to give the kind of wisdom that, that Proverbs is talking about, we have to go get it ourselves. So there's there's a bit of a two-parter here where uh, if any of you lack understanding, go to God, you know. He's the source of wisdom, and it's never too late to do that. But I know some people may hear that scripture and go, man, you don't want the wisdom of my dad or my mom, <laughs> you know. And so there is the responsibility of the, the adult uh, to, to gain godly wisdom in order to even be able to, to make that statement and it be true. Yeah. So I, very, I, yeah, yeah, very perceptive insight, Randy. We're working right now on a follow-up project for this, which is going to be a template that that parents uh, can purchase and uh, and complete as a journal for their children as they grow. Hmm, cool. And in that that template, we're just going to be providing scripture verses that that we feel are important for parents to, you know, teach to their children for their life and for their, for their flourishing um, in their marriages and in their careers and in their life for Christ. And um, so it's, you know, it, it really is when we're putting this, this uh, template journal project together for parents to write to their own children, it did occur to me exactly what you just said. Yeah. And that is, this is a huge, it, for any parent who wants to take this task on to actually provide wisdom instruction for their sons and daughters, and this is both fathers and mothers, according to the proverb, um, it involves homework, man. It involves <laughs> you bearing down. And and like you said, you got to get in the word. You've got to ferret this stuff out and how it works and, and how it applies to your life as you apply it. And then you're just passing those stories on to your children because that's how to work in their lives too. Yeah. And yeah. so it, it is, it, it is a huge commitment of a parent, not only to be a teacher of wisdom to their children, but to be a disciple of Christ and following him and being in his word every single day so that you can glean the wisdom from him to pass on to your children. Yeah. And, and the template is good for grandchildren too. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it's not Absolutely. you don't, Judy. You don't have to wait for the one for grandchildren. <laughs> it, this is this is it's it's the idea of just passing it down. Uh, so, yeah, go for it. Now, uh, one thing that I'm responsible for here at Life Outreach International is a weekly devotion online. And by the way, if you guys haven't seen it, it's called Words of Life. You can go to lifetoday.org. Uh, it's actually under the Connect tab, and then Words of Life. It's a little buried. We're working on a new website. I selected for this past Sunday uh, this excerpt from Andy's book, uh, and it's titled Believe and See. And, and when I was talking with Andy before we got started here going live, um, I didn't know it at the time, but this is sort of a very foundational uh, section for the entire book. And and what I found interesting was the sort of the reversal, Andy, that you lay out that God, you know, our, our criteria, you know, I, I want to test drive a car before I buy it. You know, I want to yeah. I want to date somebody before I marry sure. them. Sure. We, prove it, right? Prove it. But yet God says, 
uh, obey, and, and then you'll understand. And he says, believe, and then you will see. And I thought, you know, that is true. And I certainly wouldn't apply that to everything in the natural, but in the supernatural, there is that level. I think it's without faith, it's impossible to please God. I think that's why that's operative, because you're never, you know, you're, if you're relying on empirical evidence that can be, you know, repeated, the scientific method, you, mm-hmm. you may not ever quite get there because we're just limited. Science is limited to the natural. And yeah. we're talking about God, we're talking about something beyond the natural, above the natural, supernatural. Yeah. Why was this something that you put into your book as sort of a foundational truth for your children? Well, um, because I, I think the, the, the whole question of faith is the foundational question of living the Christian life and following Christ as, the, as a Christ follower. And that is that um, it's, it's not like faith um, requires us to believe things that are anti-science or are not provable or are disconnected from the physical world. Right. Quite the opposite. I, I think that there are all sorts of clues around us in the physical world to the existence of a spiritual world and the principles of its operation. I, I, I don't think, you know, we, we, we often use that, that term leap of faith. Like, you know, I just, I, I've, I've, as a pastor for f- almost 45 years, I've had countless people say to me, uh, that's all, that's all fine and good pastor, but you know, I'm just not ready to take a, a big leap of faith. And, and I always stop them there and I say, this is not a leap. This is, you know, faith, faith is merely completing the loop that is complemented and completed almost uh, in the physical world just by looking. This is Paul in Romans 1. He says, everything that you need to know about God can be known from his physical creation, his faithfulness, his goodness, his creativity. And um, so it's it's not a leap of faith, but it but it is a required step in completing the, the, the loop of faith, yeah. and that is to believe. That is to, at some point, say that, you know, I have, I have I've come with my, my sensors of the physical world and of the spiritual world, and uh, all of this that is being presented to me about the gospel and Christ and following him and, and the creation of the world and the end of the world and what I'm supposed to be doing here, raising my family and living for Christ and building the kingdom of God, all of this stuff fits in. It fits in perfectly. And what what you know the the, the gaps in that often are, you know, when's that going to happen and how's that going to happen and how on earth can I actually make a contribution to this thing because you know, a lack of faith often is just a lack of confidence in our own ability to follow Christ. Hmm. Um and so um I say you, you, when you when you believe, you're 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 believing not in the absence of physical evidence, but in the presence of an abundance of physical evidence. But you still have to take that last step yeah. of faith, and that is saying, "Okay, Lord, I don't have all the answers. Not all the gaps are filled in, but I'm going to believe. I'm going to obey." And then, as we go through life, as the old Jewish proverb says, "I'll understand, obey." and understand. Yep. I, I think it's easy for you to say that because you do believe, and then 
mm-hmm. now you see it. I, here's 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 a, 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 a crude analogy that helps me uh, in in that step. Um, I just was at the airport this morning dropping some dropping my daughter and son-in-law off to go on a flight. And if you tried if if I'd never seen an airplane before, if I didn't know anything about flight, right? And you just said, okay, here's this giant metal tube with these comparatively small wings, you know, um, and you're going to get inside of it. Now, this thing's really heavy. No man can lift it on their own. It's 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 huge. But we've got this highly flammable jet fuel, we call it. It's this highly flammable substance. We're going to light it on fire, and it's going to exert enough force that if you just go fast enough, you won't fall out of the sky and die. <laughs> and we got these guys up front, and and they sit way up front by themselves, and they got all these buttons, and and they they're gonna do everything. You're just gonna sit in the back, and you're and what's gonna happen is you're gonna you're gonna leave Dallas Fort Worth, and in about seven hours you're gonna be in London, England. You know, right? <laughs> you can explain that to me all day long, and I will never get it. I, I will be just like, what, lift? what li-? I don't know. I, you would not convince me to put my life in the hands of these two strangers in uniforms and get on this, this thing that makes no sense to me. <laughs> it just <laughs> doesn't. But you know what? When I go, all right, I'm going to get on board. I'm going to take my seat. I'm going <laughs> to grab the, 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 the armrest and have white knuckles for the next seven hours, which I've done. Um <laughs> yeah. When I land in London and get off the plane, then I go, I see. Yeah, I yes. understand now. Right. And I think it's a little little bit like that. It makes sense. It's just that it's hard for us to grasp. That's right. You 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 have to get on the plane and strap yourself in and fly to London to get off the plane over there and say, Now I see. Now I get it. You only see now because you obeyed, because you did it. Yeah. yeah. And even and even in that one, I, I, I love that uh, illustration, Randy. That That's fabulous. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you, you could add to it now and you, you get on this big heavy metal tube with jet fuel and stuff and you don't even have to wear a mask anymore. <laughs> right. You know, well, to me, that, that, that would be the, the most attractive thing to the whole story. But here's the other interesting thing. When I get there, I'm going to tell everybody, yeah, I just flew from Dallas to London. No, I didn't. I sat down, and the pilots flew the plane. And, and, That's and right. A lot of salvation is like that, you know? It's like, exactly Jesus right. did all the work. You just are on board, but you got to get on board. That's that's exactly right. And, you know, the the other aspect of getting on a, on a plane for the first time is that, um, you know, you have a, a ton of people around you in your world that have been on planes before. Mm-hmm. And maybe you've never been on a plane before. That's true. But uh and 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 you ha- you have all these questions about this heavy metal tube that's you know nobody, no man can lift and it's powered by jet fuel that's flammable and all this stuff. But you but you have the testimony of your cousin <laughs> who who just flew from from Arkansas to Florida, yeah. you know, and yeah. he made it. And so you have some testimony about how this stuff you know i don't understand how it works i don't know i i don't i don't understand everything i know but i know what i know you know i i I don't understand the principles of of, uh, electromagnetism 
But when I, I know this, when I flip on a switch at my house, a light comes on and it's like, I don't understand it, but I know it's true. That's, that, that's kind of what faith is like. You know, we have people that have gone before us in faith and we have the testimony of our own hearts. Like before we come to Christ, we know the, the pervasive influence of evil in our hearts. We know the fallenness of our flesh. We know the, the disappointment and shame that we, yeah. that we bear. And, and we, we, we know the, 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 the hope that someone somehow could take this from us and set us free. Yeah. And so when we hear the words of the gospel, it's not like foreign language. It's speaking our language. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we just have to that, that last little bit, obey, and then you'll fully understand. Yeah, I that you, I like the passenger thing uh, that you brought in there because I actually wrote a book where I talked about a bunch of this, um, and and I am I mean I can be well I, I was on a, actually on a flight recently to Colorado and it was windy it it was like oh. they were under high wind warnings I don't know if you ever flown into Denver but oh yeah Denver oh, and yeah. south the winds coming off those mountains can be vicious oh, yeah. and I'm telling you I. I know it's not true, but I swear that that plane was blowing like blown sideways like this at times, and oh, it was yeah. just loud and and the girl next to me was holding her little barf bag like this the whole time. I led the main cabin in prayer, just so you know. Um, and and I oh I hate I mean there's very little that's worse on this earth than uh, a flight like that. Well, I was over the Sea yeah. of Japan one time coming back from the mission field. And it, I mean, you're on this huge jet and it's dark and you got a long way to go and it's ocean, you know, and it mm. was just stormy and we were bouncing and I was freaking out quietly and just <laughs> like, Lord, I know you're, you got everything in control. You can calm the storms. You can do, I mean, I'm, I'm quoting the Bible to, to God, like, like he doesn't know yeah. it. Going, you, Jesus, you calmed the seas before, you know, calm the winds. Um, and this this uh, this guy next to me who looked like he was from the region I don't know if he was Chinese or Japanese or whatever he looks over at me with a smile dude's as calm as can be and he goes it's always rough over the sea of Japan <laughs> and I voice went, of experience experience and and it is, even though it didn't lessen the roughness of it I had a sense of okay here's a testimony of a guy who who knows this is how it is. You get through it. And I see a lot of the wisdom that you're passing down in, you know, your book um, as exactly that. I'll show people the book again. It doesn't look like that. That's the website. The book looks like that. Your best life later. A lot of what you're doing is you're saying, um, I've been here. I've traveled this road. It can be rough at times, but let me tell you, with God, you'll get through it. And yeah. and I think you, you look at the the kids these days, <laughs> the the uh, rates of depression, and mental health issues, suicide, are frighteningly through the roof. I think now is a time more than ever we need adults, whether they're parents or grandparents or just an influential influential adult, looking at those kids in that seat that are feeling completely stressed like I was and saying. It can be rough, but we'll get through it. And giving that assurance and the wisdom that you gave your kids for 25 years. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And especially, especially, Randy, when you think about our day in which we live, in which um, 
Many of our public schools are appropriating to themselves the edu- the moral education of our children. Yeah. Uh, some states, parents uh, who object to some of the perversity and transsexual stuff they're teaching our children and um, other uh, divisive moral teachings uh, that are that are rending our country apart. Um, when parents are standing up in those states against those those school boards and so forth, they're being called terrorists. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so the, we live in a cultural moment where what you're saying about the need of our children to have moral guidance from someone that is trustworthy and is going to give them wise moral guidance, godly moral guidance, it's more important than ever. And that's why I think that the that the truth and the wisdom of this book, which is drawn directly from Scripture, is exactly what parents today need to um, help them guide their own children into this 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 cultural morass of, of moral yeah. upside down values that that is our world today. And uh, so, you know, I five children. I have five journals in here, um, and just to give you a sampling. Uh, of, of some of the lessons that that I teach yeah. the, the various children, like in Julie's journal, I teach her about self-esteem, right. how it's best right. not to be rooted in the opinions of others. That's a big one. I, 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 I tell I tell Julie about the fact that as a Christ follower, nothing in, is wasted in her life, even the hard things that come to her, because everything that God allows her to endure has a purpose. For her greater good, mm-hmm. um, in, and that's just a couple of things in, in Julie's journal. In Elizabeth's journal, I, I taught her about how in her life she needs to really play to an audience of one, to God alone, yeah. to see to live her life to please God alone, yeah. because if she will choose God over man every time, God will make her life flourish, mm-hmm. and she will, she will live a, an, an abundant life. Uh, I, I taught. I, I taught Elizabeth about um, her own uh, self-esteem uh, by using the, the biblical word that Paul uses in Ephesians for her, which is poema. You are the creation. You are the poem of God. Poem. Uh, wow. And, uh, you know, and I, be- I believe that all of our children are created by, by God to be a poetic masterpiece. Yeah. We just as parents have to guide them into this. Bonnie's journal, my third daughter. I taught her about success. What 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 is success in her life? Mm. And 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 I taught her there from from the scripture that the greatest asset in any life, your life, Bonnie, my life, Andy, any of us, the greatest asset in any of our lives that we can receive is the blessing of God. Mm. So the only operative question every day we get out of bed is, what can I do today that will initiate and 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 promote the blessing of God mm. in me and mm. through me That's to the good. world. Um, Jonathan's journal, I, I taught him about the importance of motives, how how the right motive in following Jesus um, is, is not to be rewarded by Jesus with, you know, financial success or with, uh, you know, standing mm. in terms of respect mm. and influence. Uh, following Jesus is its own reward. Oh, wow. the, the reward of following Jesus is to be with Him, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and to walk with Him in the power of the Spirit. Yeah, um, I spoke to Jeff in in his journal about trials that come into your life, mm. 
And, and I taught him that God's way is, is to bring maturity and blessing into all of our lives through trials. And I go to James 1 and talk about, I talk about trials in my life and how God used it and how God will use it in his life. Well, and you, and, and, that, now you, you, when you say trials, what people don't know is, is it, we're talking serious. And if you can, if you can, is there a 30 second version of what you went through? Yeah. Uh, 2009, I was diagnosed, Randy, with stage four colon cancer and given an 8% chance of survival. Yeah. I dived into two and a half, three years of, two major surgeries and a whole bunch of months of gnarly chemotherapy. And uh, at the end of that in 2012, I went into remission and it became obvious to me that God had healed me miraculously. Mm -hmm. And I wrote a book about it, Notes from the Valley, which which I talked to you about uh, some years ago. I think it was 12 years ago that I first appeared Jesus. on Life Today to talk about Notes from the Valley, so, but that, yeah. Yeah, no, here's, here's, so here's the thing that I, I think is significant about all of that. You, you, you wrote these lessons, and then you had to live these lessons in front of your children in your life and in a hard, hard way. Now that your children are adults, are you seeing some of the fruit of your efforts? Yeah, yeah, and that, that, that's the most joyful aspect of this whole thing. Um, here, here, here's the book mm-hmm. and, and, and the cover of the book. Let me see if I can get it set it there. Yeah. Those are my five kids <laughs> grown. Uh, we'd taken them on a family vacation to Italy. And it's kind of funny that the publisher chose this picture of my five kids as, as young adults in Italy. Um, children of a pastor <laughs> and they they they've got wine glasses and they're just <laughs> having a joyful time and i i do think that wine is it does bring joy when when taken in moderation but anyway those five kids uh all today and and at the end of the book we have uh their pictures now t- with their spouses and their families and a little uh uh resume of yeah. what they're doing now they and they're, now. they're 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 all world beaters around the world doing doing God's work and um you know they and and this came out whenever you remember that banquet I told you about my assistant flew them all back to speak and read excerpts from the journals mm. they all yeah. read excerpts from these journals that had meant a lot in their lives that's amazing and it just it put me under the table i wow. mean i i could hardly talk after that but yes the god bless this and God, and this, and this is what I want to say to, to our viewers today. You do this for your kids, God will bless it in their lives too. And it'll, it'll bless your life doing it for them. Because as we said before, if you're, if you're going to teach wisdom from Scripture to your children that's going to make their lives flourish for the kingdom of God, you have to live it first. You have to study it first. You have to learn it first. And I didn't write in these journals wisdom that I then had to go out and experience and prove. I, I wrote in these journals my experience that proved the scriptures that I was already living by. Mm. That's what you will do, parents, too, and it will change your children's lives yeah. and will bless your children's lives. And, and here's the last thing I'll say about it. <laughs> Two of my children are already writing journals now to their children. Ah, uh, that's beautiful. And so the beat goes on. Yep. I love it, man. I love it. And you know, wherever you're at, if you're not at that parenting point that Andy was at when he started 25 years of writing, 
don't think you've missed it. Uh, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. The grandparent, the maybe you're a grandparent who doesn't have, or I'm sorry, you're you're an adult who doesn't have grandchildren yet, but you know they're coming. You can start that now. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the beauty of of the legacy thing is is you you do it now, and and it pays off, as the title of the book says, later. Yes. So uh, there's the book. You can get it wherever you buy books. Just Google it. You'll find it. Do you have a? I know leadershipbooks.com is one place you can get it. Do you have another? Yeah. Pre, do you have a preferred place yeah. for people to um, get it? Leadership books is probably the the best place to go, but you can get it on Amazon just okay. as well. Okay. You can one click it off of Amazon as well. Cool. So check that out wherever you get books and uh, hit share. This is a good one to share. This is just encouragement. Andy, I appreciate you. Appreciate you being a friend of the ministry and, and also taking the time to share on the broadcast and today on Live Today Live where we get a little a little deeper into it. And I like this format. Yeah. Appreciate you. Thank Andy. you, Randy. I appreciate you too and, and uh, uh, all that you do as well. God bless you, brother. Bless you guys out there. Come back. We've got more, more encouragement, more insight, more. We'll talk about the Roe versus Wade thing here pretty soon. But uh, appreciate you being here. Check out the book. We'll see you again next time on Life Today Live. You may be wicked when you come to God. You may be unworthy of the healing because of your sins. But when you come to Him, you must believe Him and repent of your sins and become one of His children.